the long-awaited return of Gary Dobbins on the Hellabass livestream slash podcast. We get to all the questions that we can possibly get for two hours, rapid fire, answering everybody's rods questions and some fishing tips. It was a great session with Gary. Hope you guys truly enjoy this episode and enjoy listening to it as much as I had enjoy sitting down and recording it with Gary. Truly a fun episode. It seems like the audience was truly engaged and I hope you guys enjoy it too. This week, the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. All right, here we are, another Wednesday night, back on our normal night again. Awesome to have Gary with us tonight. What's up, everybody? How's it going, Gary? Doing good, buddy. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad to have you back on Hellabass Live. I was gonna, I, I, did, I, I wrote down some notes. I want to say it was about a year and a half ago. I want to say it was like fall of 20. Yeah, fall of 20 was the last time you were on. Wow, that uh, time flies. <laughs> yeah. Time really flies. It, uh... And the older you get, the faster it goes. That that saying is very, very true. Absolutely. Yeah, there's the the whole bunch of the usual gang in here. Uh, lots of members, lots of familiar faces. People are excited. Now, of, of all my streams, the replay, and while there was only 88 people live, which I'm sure will blow by that tonight, uh, tonight, but there's almost 8,000 views on that replay with an average of or, or 4,000 watch hours. So the average person's watched 30 minutes of that two-hour interview on average so for every person that like watched two minutes somebody watched all two hours um so it's by far the most popular replay stream that we've ever done so it should be exciting well we kind of got carried away but you know i always say bassers love to fish and they like to uh shoot the bull i should say and i'm yes. not sure which one they like more <laughs> what's up trey I think I saw uh, JJ in here as well earlier. So a couple familiar. Uh, <laughs> this Jay says 2,000 of those replays are just from him. <laughs> yeah, there's yes. several people saying they've watched it several times just to uh, to take it all in. So, Well, hopefully we can pass a fishing tip or something along today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Seth says he just bought his first two Dobbins rods, XPs, and could be more excited up here in Minnesota. That's absolutely awesome. We love new guys for sure. Yeah. We got a lot of of people, especially now that we got Omni on board up here in Minnesota, a lot of people are getting their first Dobbins rods uh, from Omnia. So that's cool. That dealer, I mean, mean, they hit the ground running hard, and I mean – they haven't slowed down. Truthfully, it's an absolutely phenomenal dealer for us. And I couldn't, I couldn't be happier. Those are really easy to deal with. Um, just great people. Awesome. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, we're going to get going into, we're going to talk all things rods. We'll probably talk about some fishing, uh, maybe what's going on in Texas, some new stuff, things have happened. Um, but nothing, nothing's off the table. I mean, last time we answered a ton of questions. We'll probably answer as many questions as we can. Uh, one thing to shout out here quick. I did see that we had uh, Kent Bailey joined as a new channel member. Uh, so welcome. And uh, 
welcome to the team. Welcome to Team Hella, Kent. Glad to have you. That's awesome. Make sure that uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, yeah, Pete is awesome. Pete, Pete's, Pete, Polish Pete is the man at Omnia for sure. That's awesome. Like I said, great, great people for sure. Chris says, Rich got me on the Dobbins wagon, uh, the XP jig rod and the Caden jerkbait rod. The Caden jerkbait rod, that's another, I talk about hit the ground running. It, uh, you know, I fought that whole 610 craze for years and years. I just, honestly, I just didn't see the need, but that is a very, very popular length. We did the, uh, the dock skipping rod is, yep. I mean, it went insane. It's super versatile. I mean, I've got guys use it for all different kinds of stuff. And then that 610 jerkbait rod again, it just went nuts. And maybe I need to rethink that. And uh, I always did six nines. You know, just when you do 610 on a rod, you know, you know, it's just like, it's weird to me. Like 610, you know, I go 610-4. Right. It, it screws up your naming convention is what it does. <laughs> it does. And it, it just takes, it just forever to me wrap my head around it. It just didn't sound right. But we've had such huge success with both those models that, you know, I would not be opposed to making something else 610 for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Like you, I kind of like, I mean, I've always, like I use the 704, uh, for, for jerk baits and things like that. And my dock rods, a 705. And the only, the only, the only two rods that are sub, uh, seven for me are the 684 CB, which I'll use for like throwing shad wraps and really small flat sides and things like that. Right. Or like, uh, uh, maybe like, a popper scrounger head or something like that. Um, and then I got the Colt panfish rod. <laughs> That a couple of cool panfish rods. That's a pretty. It's a fun rod. It really yeah, it's is very cool. It's. Uh, I can't say we sell a million of them, but we never get none of them back. I mean, we sell. We sell plenty of them. Yeah, uh, I already see multiple questions on when the Josh Jones crappie rods are coming out. You know, I'll tell you. It's. Uh, you know, I never hide the fact that I build rods overseas, and mm -hmm. they've have shut down the factories over there over the COVID. I mean. I don't, a lot of, a lot of your listeners probably don't realize, but Chinese New Year over there is probably about 10 times what our Christmas is. It's, yeah, it's like party. three months long. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a party for about three weeks and maybe even four weeks. And they're, they had a COVID outbreak over there that's crazy. And so they've, they've shut lots of the parts of the country down. I mean, I would have had the crappie rods on April 20th, um, which now is definitely not happening. I'm still hoping, I'm hoping for, somewhere around may 15th may 20th i'm gonna air them in i want them i mean mm -hmm. I air shipping now is, is absolutely ridiculous but we need them when we talked about them long enough we, we worked on them long enough tested them long enough it's time to get them and i don't you know even if i don't make money on the first ones i don't air shipping is just ridiculous any shipping is ridiculous but air shipping is totally ridiculous yeah, absolutely mid-may hopefully <clears throat> Gramps, welcome to the team. I think, is that a, I don't remember if you're new, Gramps, or if you're rejoining, but glad to have you. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So I guess for people, for the new, the rod numbers, do uh, you want to explain it, Gary? Otherwise I can. The rod numbers, um, like this on re our regular series, the first two, the first two letters will, will flow you into the right series. Like for instance, DX is Dobbins Extreme. That's the reason we did it. DC is Dobbins Champion. And then it'll say 703. You know, C, that's a seven foot, zero inch, three power. C is for casting. If it says 764 SF, 
it's seven foot six inches four power and sf is spinning fast it's a we a pretty simple numbering system once you get into it and truthfully lots of companies do something very very similar i mean um, matter of fact, I think the only company that does in inches is probably G Loomis. I mean, they do it like they're 844 is a seven, you know, seven yeah, foot. 84 inches instead of seven foot zero. Yeah. Um, so you talked about overseas. Are the, are the, is it is it China? Is it Korea? Is it various places? Is it uh, your rods built? Yep. China and Korea both. I have factories in both. Yep. And um, I've played around and, you know, I've. South Korea. You know, the These way. are the problems and stuff overseas. I mean, I've looked at I've looked at Vietnam and stuff too, and one, and one of my factories has a factory in Vietnam. But I'm really happy with where I'm at. I mean, I have no new factories. the The newest factory I work with is actually my favorite factory, and it's I've been with them for nine years. So it's I don't have I don't really have I don't change um, I don't play pricing games and that kind of stuff. I just don't do it. I, I have good relationships with those people. They're actually really good friends. Mm-hmm. And I just don't change. Get good product, good service, great people. I'm very, very happy. Yeah. Questions are flying in. Uh, let's see here. Chris Russ, Doc Skipper on is next on my list. Would a Caden 714, 715 work well, or should I step up to the XP line? I don't think there's anything wrong with the Caden line. I would. I mean, is the seven, how would you say, uh, I've never held a Caden 715. Is that, how would the action compare to like a 705 extreme as far as like tip and casting? There, I mean, actions are really similar, truthfully. It, um, you know, I'm just, I'm really hung up. I always want a little bit of tip action for casting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, it's just, it just makes casting so much easier. And also, you know, for the guys, when you're picking up against the fish, if you got a little bit of tip there, you can feel it. You can feel one of those, you know, hitchhiker bites or, you know, whatever you want to call it. You can feel those bites. I like building a little bit of tip action in my rods. They just cast sure. better and they feel better. Um, and so I do it across all the lines. Some of them are, you know, faster. Some of them, some of them I build a little bit slower, specifically, like I'll name one, the, the 734 champion. I yep. made that rod originally as my personal super spook rod. That's how that rod got made. But I mean, there's it's 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 probably the most versatile rod that we make. And and I will, I mean, if I say this, it's gonna sound really bad. I've I've never say this publicly, but it's been said a lot of times that the Dobbin 734 is probably the most versatile bass rod being made today. And I don't disagree with that. I really do. And it's because it's a fast action rod, but it's on the slower side of fast. So, I mean, you can fish a lot of reaction baits with it. It's still, it's still got plenty fast enough for jigs. When um, I actually finally absolutely won the U.S. Open, finally, after a bunch of second places, I needed a jig rod my last day. And I didn't have my what I would throw for a jig rod. But I had a 734 champion there, and I knew it would do it. And that's what I jig fished the last day with. It's just a really super versatile rod. But all the actions are they're pretty. They, they'll vary a little bit. Materials will stiffen it up a little bit. But... The actions are really close. It's just different materials, different components, mm-hmm. and that's what changes the price. You know, I mean, higher end, higher end materials, higher tonnage materials are just a lot more expensive. Yeah, and I would say, Chris, uh, if you're a straight floral guy, I'd go with the seven one five, and if you're a braid or braid to floral, I'd go with the seven one four. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get out Friday finally, so I'm excited to, to to put a bend in some rods. 
uh Caden says will we ever see a 726 ecstasy <laughs> these guys are hung up on a 726 and a 756 it uh i get a lot of requests for those um you mean besides trey or just trey asking over and over again i'm sorry is it people besides trey or just trey asking like every day asking i mean we get so many rod requests it's it's unbelievable then honestly that's how a lot of a lot of models have come about if i get if i get a request over and over and over for a rod i mean i'll i'll build it i mean i'm a little bullheaded sometimes like on the 610s i just didn't see when i had six nines and seven footers i just didn't really see that 610 deal but it's a magical number that guys got it in their head so i mean i got enough requests and we built it and uh, and it's doing very very well um, but I'm getting a lot of requests for, for more in the ecstasy line, but I will tell you this right now it's that I'm having, I'm going to have issues with my ecstasy because Fuji Torzite guides are one year out and mm-hmm. it's just, it's so difficult. Business has changed so much since this, you know, pandemic crap started that, you know, I used to, I used to have rods. I mean, every 90 days I get, I'd get a shipment of rods now. Instead of ordering like three months out, four months out at the most, I mean, truthfully, I'm ordering a year and a half out now. And it's it's hard to predict. I mean, you just can't. A rod gets hot and then you run out. The 794, you know, it's a great rod. Not a great seller rod, but a great rod. Um, Josh Jones started pushing it. I mean, I told him he needed an A-rig rod and what he was using was not the right rod. He was using a champion 734. And hmm. I put the 794 in his hand. He talked about it. We sold it. We sold them like in a week. So then I was in horrible shape for 794 because I thought I had a year supply and it took me a year to get them back in again. So business is difficult to project yeah. right now. Forecasting and supply with all the delays in supply chain, it's not easy to pivot, right? So if you guess wrong or you don't hedge your bet correctly, you kind of get in a hole. Yeah. And if you can't, you know, you have a getting guides is difficult, you know, getting corks is difficult. And honestly, you know, I mean, the whole country is going into a, graphite shortage um so i mean it's just it's just difficult you just got to forecast out and and hope you get hope you guess right and it's uh but i I don't know i don't want to sound like i'm complaining because i absolutely love what i do i got the best job in the world i get to talk to bass fishermen every day all day so it's you know i've I've got a great life as far as that goes i don't want to sound negative but business has just changed yeah cool Jay says uh, he went from dumping fish on the Fury 734 to almost every bite landed on the Sierra, on the chatterbait. Um, the the Sierra is a tad slower. There's no yep. question about it. It's a tad slower. It was made a tad slower to begin with um, many, many years ago. And and I can, I'll can i explain why. I mean, here's, here's the reason behind the Sierra. It, uh, it started prior to the Sierra, it was the Savvy. And we, when the when the company when the company started, we started with champions and extremes only, and we only had those two series for a bunch of years. But the dealers were asking for a you know a more lower end price point. They wanted a rod in the 150, 160 range, and I knew that it would be more. How do I say this nicely? But more entry level guys a lot would you know would start on the on the lower end. So I figured. So I made them a little slower because more rods are broke, high sticking. Um, guys not paying attention to how they swing fish or they want to grab up the rod when they swing in. And that's really bad. You take the engineering out of the rod at that point, if you're going to swing, you're better off grab low and, and swing. Um, you don't, you don't take the engineering out of the rod and bust them. So I made them a little bit slower. 
And the Sierra line has got a, a huge following. It's I was going to discontinue that line when I brought the cadence out, but it took me over a year to get the cadence out. And by the time I got the cadence out, the Sierras had blown up and I couldn't disqual you know, I couldn't discontinue them then. I mean, I would have a list of guys hunting me down. And uh, they just they love that, especially in your area. Your area with them stinking smallmouth, it's just a more forgiving rod. Maybe it's because I'm telling everybody that the Sierra 734 is the best chatterbait rod. I think the Sierra <laughs> for the money, it's the best rod we build, you know, for the dollar spent for the dollars, you know, buying the product and the components in that rod, it's probably the best rod we build and my lowest margin rod. I would say that too. Nice. Will we ever see a champ 745? I mean, you got a 735. You got a 735. Probably, probably not truthfully. Um, 735 that was before we made this the uh the savvy series the champ 735 was a single number one selling rod in the whole entire line for like six or seven years straight everybody thought it would be a 734 in reality it was a 735 and 734 was second and i will even tell you i will even tell you what today's number one selling champion rod is by a wide margin Guess what do you think? I'll give you a shot. Sorry, what's that? I missed. What do you think the number one selling champion rod is by far? Seven thirty four, no seven thirty five, seven thirty six CB glass. Oh, okay. See, that's all the people that are wrong and think that's the best chatterbait rod. They're all coming at me in the comments. I think it's the down south people. They don't fish around enough grass. They think the seven thirty six is the deal. Seven thirty six is it, you know it was made for chatterbait rod. It's yeah. absolutely awesome. I I fished a California Delta in the grass with that thing a lot. I do only throw chatterbaits on braid. I don't throw them on floral at all. I throw one hundred percent braid. I don't care how clear the water is. I just I throw a braid. But that rod is really really nice. And if I need more power, I throw the Champion seven thirty five. So I would guess that it's been, but probably like two years ago or before that one came out. Right, like that that has come on lately, right? This 736 CB that people are really grabbed. I mean, and some people like a glass rod. I just don't like a glass rod, so that's why I like the Sierra for chatterbaits, but it's just a personal preference thing. Then, you know, I'm not a glass fan either, to be honest with you. Um, I built it for the for the request. We have a lot of demand for glass rods. There's there's still that old school bunch of guys that think you gotta have glass. Um, this rod is special. It's the hardest rod I ever built. It took me, gosh, it took me a year and mm -hmm. And more than 20 tries before I got that rod. It was it was brutal to build and to get it right. But it is the only glass rod that I personally like a lot. Um, I mean, in the old days, I threw jerk baits on glass. But, I mean, now I throw the Champion 704 CB. It's still, you got a mod fast action. That thing works perfect and it's light. I mean, it's sensitive. Sensitivity doesn't hurt you as far as I'm concerned. I'm not into that. I don't really believe about that letting the fish eat a bait, you know, and right. you're not feeling them. I just, I just, I mean, I know everybody says that. I just, I don't buy into that. So speaking of rod sales, I think last time, which was about 18 months ago, uh, at that time you said the Fury 705 CB was the number one seller. Has that changed? That has not changed. <laughs> okay. That has not changed. And you know what? <clears throat> the thing that's really strange about that is a technique specific rod like that, you would not think would be their top sellers, but, you know, we're so strong in the crankbait rods. The crankbait and swimbait rods were so strong in. It's just, it's it's half mind-boggling. But it's I, I swear it's just because of the actions. I just I just think they're right. 
and being a longtime jerkbait fanatic, you know, I mean, I'm so picky about my, my crankbait rods. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, good point, Matt. Yeah. Thank you to Arsenal. We didn't thank Arsenal for supporting the channel and supporting the stream. Um, so we do want to make sure we mention those guys tonight. Uh, so Jay wants to know why a five power 765 is a medium heavy, but an 805 is a heavy. Great question. And I get it a lot. Okay. When the 735, I, I put those in a pitch flip category. And I did it a long time ago because, I mean, they really are, you know, made that they're heavy rods. They're made for pitching and flipping and not necessarily flipping, but I do flip them. Pitch and stick, what I call them. And a five power in a flipping category is medium heavy. A six power in a flipping category is a heavy. And that's what, it's very confusing. I've almost changed that several times, but then I go back, I've got, you know, I've just got, I mean, tens of thousands and tens of thousands of both those models out there. And if I went down and changed it now, but, but I do understand the confusion, but it's in, there's different categories. You know, you look at a crankbait category and a five power, you know, it's kind of the medium and the medium, we call it a medium heavy, but it's, yeah. a, it's, it's in the middle, a five power flipping stick. Again, it's in the middle, but you take a five power casting rod, that's a mag heavy and it's on the very heavy side of like a jig rod and stuff. Um, they're just different categories. Like I say, they're flipping category, crankbait category, swim bait category is the same thing. A five powers in the, you know, maybe even the lower end of the middle on a, in a swim bait category. So the five power is not the same five across all the series. It, I mean, all the different technique rods. Um, and it, it is, it's very confusing. I get that question a lot and justifiably so. I mean, how do you pick up a 735 that's stout? for a frog rod that says medium heavy. I mean, I understand how it confuses people, but if you look in our website or the, or the catalog, you'll see, I put it in a thick flip pitch category and then it makes more sense. Yeah. Shout out to Pete. Must've heard us talking about you, Pete. Uh, Pete's checking in from Omnia saying, thanks Gary. He said it's been great for their, from their end as well. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's still rods on container ships continuously, I would imagine. <laughs> uh, well, Ken, or D. Ken, uh, yeah, let uh, if you got ideas, let me know. I can help talk to those dealers in Minnesota, and we can try to get more of them uh, on board. You know, the upper Midwest is, you know, it's always been a little bit of a struggle for us. And, um, but... I'll tell you, we are at all-time high as far as signing dealers right now. I mean, it's it's crazy. We're we're actually averaging three new dealers a week, which is and have all year long. It's it's mind-boggling. It's insane. I, I I really don't understand it except for we have product. That's the only thing I can say. It's uh, I tell you know I tell the buyers and stuff that you know rods are not bred; they don't spoil. So I mean, I carry inventory and. I'm not going to say we don't get caught because we do get caught, but most generally I've got rods. Yeah. Absolutely. My bank account looks terrible, but my inventory looks good. <laughs> nice. Good swim jog sea rig rod. I guess it really depends on your budget, Bob. Uh, I guess I would one say if you guys are asking for rod recommendations, either pick a series or a budget. It helps us answer the question a little more tailored to you. Um, I think my favorite swim jig rod is the 734C Champ, but you can pretty much go with a 734 in any lineup or any rod. Uh, and for a C rig, I like a 
735, 745, something in that range would be my choice for a sea rig. I agree. I mean, my, my favorite swim jig rod, 735 champ. I mean, I just, yeah. I just love that rod. Yeah. You're fishing for bigger fish in California and Texas. I just, you know, I'm catching three no. pounders <laughs> in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> you know, rod recommendation is something that we do a lot. We do it every day. And the main people that do it is Bryce. It's in my office. You know, he's my manager and myself. We're the one that handle most of the rod questions. And one of the things we ask, we're trying to dial a guy on on the rod is where do you live? I mean, it's, it's a fair question. Where do you live? You know, what are you going to do with it? What size line are you going to be throwing? And it, it helps us. I mean, you don't need a, you know, a five power rod if you're throwing eight pound test line. You know, it helps us dial the guys right in. And, and truthfully, we're, we're pretty darn good at it. We, you know, we talk, you ask enough questions, you know, you can dial a guy into the right rod that he's looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you have rod questions, I answer them all the time. If you want to slide into my Instagram or Facebook DMs or leave a comment in the channel, I and then the other great place is call the shop. There's always somebody, you know, normal business hours, eight to four or so. There's usually somebody there that can answer your rod question. And if they can't, you'll probably get a call back within an hour or two. So yeah, we we run eight to five, Monday through Friday, and we try to we always answer our phones i i hate automated phone systems with a passion i'll never my customers will never get an automated phone system if it goes to an answer machine it's because we've got all lines busy i mean other than that we answer them and if we don't have somebody freed up that can answer a rod question you know most generally i'm the one that calls them back that we, we just return calls and and rod questions are cool i mean it's mm -hmm. You know, it's helped getting the guy get the right rod. And then you get an email later with the fish picks. It, it's pretty awesome. It's, it's part of the, you know, the pluses of the job. Yeah, people commenting on the shop being super helpful here. And the questions you know, are. <laughs> customer service is such a huge part. I mean, it's, it, uh, you know, I mean, I say this and it's, it's really too, we, we do, we do not, we just don't do a good job with marketing. We just don't, I'm not, truthfully, I'm not a social media guy. I got, I'm too old. You know, I just, I do a little bit of it. Usually I'm pranking with somebody when I'm doing it. Um, but our quality of product and our customer service, that's what carries us. And customer service is huge. I'm not going to tell you we make every customer happy, but probably in the very, very, very high nineties we do. And, and that's, I mean, that's just the name of the game in today's world, because I'll tell you, most of the companies, customer service, they, they just fall short. Yeah, at least at least you go and, and, and make the effort like there's there's you know, there's not <laughs> there's some people you'll never make happy as long as you make the reasonable ones happy. That's about all you can do. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's some people you're not going to make happy. And I, I tell you, I, I should never say this, but I put it in print enough times that I say we make. 99 plus percent of our customers happy and that other, you know, 0.0 what 1% or whatever it is, go buy somebody else that ride be a pain in their butt because this guy's never going to be happy. I don't want to deal with him anymore. It uh, it rarely happens. I mean, we get, I don't even think we get one a month, but in today's world, it's just different. It, um, I don't know. I mean, but customer service is a big, big deal. Good point, Jay. We can't forget about Chelsea. Uh, yeah, Chelsea's been there a long time. We've got we've got a great crew of guys and gals. I yeah. mean, you know, Crystal's awesome. I mean, and the thing about it is, is you get. I mean, we get. I get compliments on the staff all the time mm -hmm. because I mean they just do a great job, and and it's because of customer service. It uh, they're just really good at it. 
So there's definitely been a bunch of questions that I've starred in the chat about the Mavericks. So the Mavericks what finally landed right around Christmas, January. What's the response like? What what what's what what's what's the Maverick all about? What's because I think the Maverick wasn't even an idea when we talked last time. Or you know, the Maverick, idea. the Maverick come apart. It kind of got started because I'm getting a lot of requests for combos. Okay, I, mm-hmm. and that's what really kind of started it. And I uh, with shipping costs and stuff, it's just re- it it makes the Colt series really a problem. I mean, it's just hard to build. So I needed I needed a rod above that. And, you know, I've never shied away from the fact that I put 15% glass in the Colt rod. It makes them strong. And the 734 Colt, I've sold that to several professional fishermen. That is an awesome rod, especially like top waters and stuff. It's it's just absolutely awesome. But but at some point, the Colt will go away. It's not going to be this year, and it's not going to be next year because I've got too much inventory. But the following year, Colt will probably go away. Maverick's going to fill that niche. It's a straight 100% carbon rod. It's a straight 24-ton Mitsubishi blank. It's it's an absolutely awesome rod. Um, it hit the ground day one, running hard, and it hasn't slowed down. I'm afraid it's going to affect my Fury sales. You know, the price points aren't that far apart, versus 99, versus 139. But the Maverick rod, I put a one-year warranty on it. And of course, the Fury has got a limited lifetime. I say lifetime, mm-hmm. but it's a limited lifetime to try to keep my Fury customers going because Furies are just—it's gosh, that—that's been a home run since day one as well. Nice. There's some unusual models too in the Maverick. I mean, the 734, 735 CBs are two of them. It uh, it's. And the 734 was a late addition. I wasn't going to make that originally, and I made it, you know, kind of last minute. So I was about five or six months late on getting that one in. But it's, gosh, it's an awesome rod. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, there was, and like, how does, the, is there any, how, where does the Maverick land action-wise? Is it similar to the the, um, the Furies, or what, what, how would you describe it for somebody that hasn't held a Maverick? Um, it's, gosh, how do I describe that? I mean, the actions again, I mean, you know, my actions that I shoot for are, are pretty consistent. I mean, there's, there's a little give and take with the different materials, but I mean, they're pretty darn close. I'm not gonna, I wouldn't lie on that. I mean, the big difference is like, like I said, the Maverick rod's a straight 24 ton and the Fury rod's got a lot of 30 ton in it, which is the next step up in materials. And, and it's just, it's just what it is. I mean, but also, I've also learned a few tricks along the way, too. And that 24-ton, honestly, it feels like it's got 30-ton in it. It's very, very well balanced. It's a, it's a really, really good rod. I would tell you, I could, I could turn up fish with a Maverick, and I would not feel like I was giving up anything. That's just the truth. But I'd love to sell everybody ecstasies. I <laughs> uh, saw it. I think I saw a reel about something about a spinning rod with a foam foregrip, and I think that would be the Maverick, right? Doesn't the Maverick have an all-foam EVA grip? The Maverick has got an all-EVA grip. Um, it doesn't have a foregrip. Okay. And, um, you know, I just, I just the only the only rods we build with a foregrip, unless I'm going to lose my mind here, is the swim bait rods. And right, yeah, I guess that's yeah. yeah, that's a different deal. But I've never been a fan of foregrip because if, the way most guys palm their reels. They've got the way they palm a reel. Your pointer finger is on the blank. And I've just, I've just never liked, that's the reason I trim the threads on every one of my reel seats. You know, they're cut off short purposely where it just, 
it that that nut comes right down there flush with the end of that reel and your finger is right on the blank and it's just it's just a habit it's just how i always like to fish and you know honestly i see lots of guys doing the same thing it's just the way that most of us hold a reel we palm a reel and that finger's on the blank and that's the reason i don't i just don't like four grips right welcome caleb c new member that's awesome um yeah that's the same thing there's i guess maybe i didn't notice that there was crankbait rods in the maverick series you said there's a 730 so it's 734 734 cb yep yep absolutely we uh it's it's really popular right now too it uh it's it's a true mod fast i mean it loads really really well absolutely great great rod And we're falling behind. <laughs> uh, spinnerbait rod that has a moderate action, half ounce and three quarters. <clears throat> what's what's what are uh, rods? Uh, and, and you want a moderate? Um, you, I would. Mm, you could go into glass. Um, you could go into one of the glass rods for sure, or seven, seven, six, seven, half ounce and three quarter, seven sixty five CB grass straight graphite rod, or seven sixty five glass. Truthfully, I hate that rod. And I just, and I, every time I say that, I got a couple of buddies that they think that's their favorite rod. And I just, I just don't like it. I don't like the way it balances out. And I, after I made the 735 and 36 glass, I thought I could go back and make that 65 to where I would like it. And I failed. It's every time I change it, the original was better. So I just kept going back to the original. It's functionally, it's a perfect rod. I don't like the balance aspect of that rod. And I've never been able to fix it. I've got... I've got three or four rods like that, and I just I trash talk them because I don't like them because they're not, you know, what I consider 100% perfect balance wise. Sure. Um, and there are a ton of questions. I'm seeing them come in, and I'm trying to star them, but there's just a lot of them in front of you. So if you are asking your question, it might just be a few minutes before we get to it. So uh, I am trying to star the questions. It just uh, they're backlogging a little bit. So uh, Grat says, uh, any chance of a split grip 722 ecstasy? So he can put the hook keeper on the handle for his drop shot. You know, as hot as that rod is, I would say that that's a distinct possibility because it is, it's, I mean, we get that question. What is your absolute best drop shot rod? And it's easy. I say 722. I mean, if you want the absolute best and I don't use that rod, but I get so much feedback on it that I do think it's, probably our best drop shot rod and split handle would make a lot of sense in that rod. I don't want to do split handles in a lot of those rods, but that one would make really good sense. So that's actually a good point that uh, I will log that one. Yeah. So Balanass, uh, and I, and I believe back in the day you were a notorious rip bait, jerk bait, Stacy guy and won a lot of money and maybe a few boats on that. So what is your favorite rip bait, jerk bait rod? <clears throat> With the absolute no doubt about it, best Stacy rod I've ever had in my hand is a 704 CB. And once it, once you're when I'm jerking that rod, and once I get a bite, and I mean I swing, I don't I don't make a radical hook set. I just put a hard load into that rod, and that rod loads so well, you just don't lose fish. It's uh, it's just it's the best Stacy rod I've ever thrown, and that is one of my favorite all time jerk baits. I've just I caught just so many fish on them; it's unreal. And so I got two 704 pre-XPs. <clears throat> is there really any difference in the actions of the pre-XPs to the XPs? No, the, I tell you, the thing that the thing that changed that is I, that XP was a 
it's so I know what guides are on a rod. That's, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like people think there's a big difference. It's the same exact blank. It's different, it's a little bit different cosmetics, but the XP lets me know that it's got Fuji guides on it. Where prior to that, I was using Keegan guides and it wasn't a good move on my part when I did that. I mean, it's, it was a needed move. We, um, we just do, I, I'm a really huge fan of Fuji guides and I'm a huge fan of sea guides. And it's the only two that I use. And it's because I don't have issues with them. And guides is the number one failure on a rod. It's a number one warranty deal. It's number one. Every single company will tell you guides is the single number one, you know, problem with a rod. And if you use, if you'll stay with Sea Guide and Fuji, I mean, your issues go down a lot. I mean, I, I absolutely love both those brands. Great companies to work with. Um, Sea Guide's got a brand new state-of-the-art factory that I was in, and I was completely blown away. And mm-hmm. the owner's a lady. She's so nice. It's unbelievable. Great company. Nice. Actually, that was Punch was just asking, you know, uh, he's heard Sea Guides are aggressively taking on Fuji for market share. Um, and uh, it seems like you like them both. So I do. I do. I like them both. I'll tell you, I mean, Sea Guide quality wise, I'm telling you, they're there. Period. Sea Guide is there. Um, they just still haven't been able to, you know, battle the name, the brand name of Fuji. That's that is literally the only difference. It's not it's definitely not quality of product. Because, I mean, I probably have less issues with Sea Guide than I do Fuji's as far as inserts, to be totally true. But it's so close, it's not in my, I should not have even said that. I, I wish I could retract that. It, uh, um, both of them are great guides. Sea Guide is growing rapidly. Um, but great company with great people. How can they not grow? Good. Cool. Uh, Thomas wants more information on the, <clears throat> the 784. DX 784. The DX 784 is a, a, a rod I get asked a lot. I mean, there's a lot of guys that look for the old DX 784. It was uh, it was different materials, different build, um, a little bit more, a little slower, a little slower. It made it a lot better reaction rod. I mean, heck, I personally caught a ton of spinnerbait fish on it. Mm. But we do well with we do well with our with our 784. I'd say the strength of that rod. We call it a jig rod, a jig rod special and stuff for years. But the strength of that rod probably is Carolina red rod. That's probably the strength that. of that rod. Yeah. I don't know. Just a reminder, if any of you guys are getting any value or enjoying Gary spending his time with us, make sure you uh, go ahead and tap that thumbs up button. And if you can, share the stream. Much appreciated. Um, so, uh, yes, Nada. Obbins does offer a military discount. Maybe you could explain it, Gary. <clears throat> you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I was not in the military. I'll say that first and foremost, but I'm a big believer in our military. I believe what they stand for. And I believe our country wouldn't be what it is today if we didn't have a good, strong military. And I think those guys, you know, they deserve it. They deserve a discount, a military discount. I've done it since literally day one. I, like I said, I was never in the military, but I just have tremendous respect for those, for those people that, you know, keep our country safe. I just, I hate to start talking politics and it's going to be a bad deal, but I'll just say the military without them, we wouldn't be where we are today. Yeah, absolutely. And the best way to do that is just to call the shop, right? If you want to yeah, yeah, take in. And, sure. and so go to DobbinsRots.com. The, the number's there, call them up. And one of the great people there will take care of you. Uh, yeah. So how long has Dobbins been around? What year did you start it? This is our 18th year. Nice. But, um, we moved out of, uh, 
Northern California, lay heavy on the Northern, not disrespecting the Southern gals. They just got too many people down there. And the North is uh, more rural with a lot more ag land and stuff. Yeah. And we was there until this is our fourth year in Texas. And I absolutely love Texas. So what's your uh, favorite jig rod in the DX line? <clears throat> 745 in a DX line for sure. But I, I tend to like a power heavier rod than a lot of guys do. I don't have a wicked hook set. I believe in a, a good firm sweeping hook set. And without a doubt, DX 745. It, uh, that's one of both the old originals. I got, I, got, I got two of them, and they're both the old ones. Here's my only yeah. complaint. Those I've got a bunch ones. of pre-XPs and pre-HPs that won't give up, so I can't get the new ones. So there's guys on the hunt. Is that a problem, or is that I guess maybe that's a compliment, not a complaint. But there's a there's guys on the hunt for some of those. If somebody really really wants them, let me know, and then I'll I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> right. You know, it's just they were they were a little a little softer, you know. Yeah. But balance was awesome. It was a it was a great rod. Just, I'm just using different materials on them now. Actually, I'm using Tory T1000 in the in the DX rods now. Uh, Don says he's got the XCC 755, which would be one of the ones I would definitely consider getting uh, if I do take the plunge. What what did you design it for? He uses it for flipping and pitching. What what do you like it for? What was your your thought for it? You know, I designed it really as a heavy jig rod. I mean, that's the thing. It it balances extremely well. It's got a lot of power. It rates out more than a five power for us in our jig rods. It's about five and three quarters, truthfully. But I left it there because it balances. It still got a good tip for casting, and it's my personal favorite jig rod i mean i just i throw mostly half ounce jigs i mean especially in texas when i was back in california i threw a lot of three quarters and one ounce which is it's great for that too but i just i just love the 755 i like a rod with power yeah so it's basically the 755 ecstasy has a 745 hp on steroids a yeah. welcome to the crew white whale awesome appreciate it welcome to team hella um uh, all right. Nick wants to know if there are any of the 744 spinning rods. Are there any four power or seven foot four spinning rods that are a little bit softer? Um it'd be seven forty two would be the, the softer. Or seven forty three? Or is it I don't know. 740, there's a seven forty three. Um I don't make a seven forty four spinning. In, a, okay. in DX's, um, it's. I was okay. trying to. I've got. I make a 741. It uh, it's a that's a really really good rod. It's uh, it's a rod that I played around with guides on a lot lately, and uh, I've actually I've actually put a bunch of time on that rod lately, fishing a couple of weird little baits that guy in California is making. Uh, just fun, just fun rod. Nice. Christian says, uh, 746C, best frog rod on earth. And I will, I've started using the 746 for frogs, and I feel guilty for using a $370 rod for frogs, but it sure is nice. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just not, it's honestly, it's just not needed. I mean, it, it's it, not it needed. Work. It, Absolutely, yeah. it works. It's just, although, it's just, what, if you're frogging for eight, nine hours a day, that's when it pays off. Like you notice the, you know, the light, the lightness and the, so for me, it's a 735 for my tactical frogging, right? When I'm skipping around docks and brush and, you know, small weed clumps. And then when I'm up here fishing Leech Lake or the Mississippi River where it's, you know, 
rice fields or duckweed mats, then I go 746. Yeah, I tell you the uh, um, 736, I still think, I think it's the best frog rod that's ever been built. And it's in a champion line. Uh-huh. And it's my favorite rod. It's the favorite rod I build. And it's because it's so powerful. To be, have a rod that powerful and balance that well and still have a great tip is just very hard. I would really hate to have to redesign that rod and make it all over again. I don't know that I could ever make it that good again. It's just, it's my favorite rod. And you can do so much stuff with it. But for frog fishing, I just can't think of anything but a 736 champion. But there's nothing wrong with the DX 746. It's just an awful expensive rod for you know, a, a bait that you're going to see the bite on. Yeah, sensitivity is not needed. Glass <laughs> um, rod. So the lowest, the, the glass rods don't go below the champion, right? No, I've always kept them in the champion. And 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 I honestly, I'll tell you why. I mean, when you start doing with glass, and you're, especially when you're rolling it composite style, because the end of that rod is graphite. And I do that for weight because the old heavy glass rods were they're just a pain in the butt. I mean... So, but the forward 60% of that rod is glass and it's hard to keep them straight. So we have a, we have a real high defective rate in that, in that, in a champ rod. We, we call like, oh, I mean, I don't know what the exact number is, but I'm going to say 25, 30% of the rods. Hmm. We don't, we chuck them because they're not straight. And we just, we have a high, we have a high failure rate in the blank, not breakage, but straightness just because of the way we use the, the graphite and the glass. You know, I've always put them in a champion line. I just couldn't, I couldn't, when you, glass is cheap, okay? Fiberglass is cheap. But, you know, mixing it with graphite and having a high failure rate, it then it it, it just jacks the cost up of the blanks a lot. Um, so it's all, always had to glass in a, champ, in a champion only. And honestly, I'll probably never move them out of the champion line. Yeah, great, Matt. Uh, he he added a, a Caden flipping stick and a boom boom spinning rod. He said, I got a head of bass and Sobe to thank, and uh, I think you're going to like them. So look forward to your feedback. Um, White Whale says, uh, why foam EVA on – oh, actually, he's the, one, he's the one that asked the – that was a different question. He's the one that asked about the spinning rod blanks. We talked about that. Um, but there was another question, actually, about – that I was just going to get to. I like cork. I mean, I use cork. And I would tell you the only reason that I use EVA, the only reason is price. That's it. And if you're going to build a rod, you know, if, if you don't have a great blank, you're never going to have a good rod, period. I mean, you can't use a crap blank and doll it up and have a good rod. It doesn't work that way. The heart of that rod is the blank. So I put my money into the blank. And when I've got to, when I've got to make a rod that I got to work on price point, when to be able to get it in there to be able to use that, that blank that I want is when I put EVA on. EVA is cheap. Cork is very expensive, and the quality of cork is sliding a lot. Um, but I just, I'm just a cork guy, and a lot of the older guys are cork guys. Um, we just, we, I think we sell a lot of rods because we do use cork. Because there's a lot of companies that have completely got away from it because EVA is cheap. It, uh, but they still, um, well, don't talk like that. It, uh, it's just a price deal. EVA is, if I need to bring the price of the rod down to where I can make it, because I'm not going to skimp on the blank. So I yeah. use EVA. I think like I can't find the question, but somebody was asking uh, why the swim bait rods all have EVA or foam. 
The guys, you know, all the swim bait guys, I was not a swim bait guy early on, but I was building the rods and they, they requested it. I mean, that was the request. They just guys, I have, I'm getting a few guys now asking for cork, but not very many, not very many at all. Um, probably the most, the, the most request I'm getting right now is on a 794 SB, the swim bait champ. And they're wanting some cork because they're throwing A-rigs with it. And they like that they want to, you know, they want cork on their A-rig rod. And that may happen, too. All right. Um, all right. Is there a uh, – JLL Waz, is there a popular rod for kayak anglers, or do you see a difference to, like, certain rods that kayak anglers like for spinning rods? Definitely. I mean, we've got – you know, kayaking, that's got to be the grow, the fastest-growing thing right now everywhere. Um it's it's crazy, and Bryce is a big. My you know Bryson Bozeman and my is my manager. He's a big. He goes. He never has a kayak out of the back of his truck. It stays there twenty four seven. But when I get when I started getting clobbered about these guys all wanting a yak rod, you got to make a yak rod. So I mean, I went to a whole bunch of them, and I said, "Tell me what makes. What do you guys need? What is the difference between a kayak rod and a regular rod?" And it came back, well, it's got to be something like the Fury. It's got to be durable like the Fury. It's got to be this like the Fury. It's got to be. And really, it came down to, I didn't really need to make a kayak rod. I mean, most of the guys are using Furies. And the only thing that I can say that's come up over the years is if I could make some way, put some kind of float in it um, when they drop them overboard on their, in their kayaks. And they don't just drop them overboard on the kayaks. I've personally dropped rods overboard out of a bass boat. But um so most of the guys, most of them are running Furies. You know, they have them standing up. They go around trees and they get hung in the tops of the trees and stuff when they get too close. And it, uh, so most of the guys are using Furies. Yeah, that's how one person say that they like a little bit shorter butt on them sometimes. But <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I don't know what what rod can battles the Saint Croix Victory Rod. I'm not even sure what the price point of a victory rod is, but you know, I mean, truthfully, I mean, honestly, guys, I don't, I mean, it's yeah, really it's... dumb, but I don't watch, I don't watch competition. I don't, I really don't, I don't know what the victory rod is. And that's just being truth. I will say St. Croix guys are awesome. Awesome family, awesome brothers. I mean, I've met them all. I think the world of them, you know, we're competitors, but very friendly competitors. And when I went up and fished the Sturgeon Bay open a few years ago, they yelled at me across, and I hung out with the St. Croix guys the whole time I was there. Great company, great guys. Um, um, but I don't know what the victory rod is. Yeah, no joke. I feel like Depot tonight. <clears throat> the chat is on fire. Between Facebook and YouTube, we got 220-some people. Um, so let's see here. Um, so – there's been a lot of questions about the Maverick reels. <clears throat> so the Maverick reels, I've been highly reels. anticipated, uh, slightly delayed, uh, but I think you told me something when we were in the pre-show that people might be interested in. Well, we uh, we got a big shipment of reels yesterday. Um, spinning only, though. I have not got the casting. I'm in the process of, I could think I could hire a private jet and fly them in here cheaper than what my shipping is going to be, but I'm getting, I'm airing in a bunch of casting reels. We've got the spinning. We don't have the casting. I'm hoping to have them within a few weeks. Um, now the reels came about, I've always wanted to do reels, but I couldn't, I couldn't really build them as good as I wanted. And, uh, and because it started over combos, especially when the pandemic hit, 
combos was sales was insane. I got every dealer screaming combos, combos, combos. So then, and I never really wanted to make combos. I'm a rod guy, not a real guy. Um, but we had so many requests and they were dealers were throwing insane numbers at us. So I started trying to come up with combos. It just takes forever to make anything nowadays. And that's what started it. The reels are, I think the reels are solid. I really do. I mean, we I played with them for a year, you know, no issues, um, made some changes. I sent them to some, you know, really good real repair guys. Um, Mike Cork helped me a lot. You know, he runs ultimate bass. He, you know, he works on reels and he, he took them down to the last screw and he had, they, I had two different changes. I, I, they, I would recommend to change two things on a reel. One of them was take the clickers out of the casting reel. So that was simple. You just remove the clicker. And the other thing was upgrade the drag washers, uh, which I did. And it's hard to believe how much a stinking drag washer costs for an upgrade. It kind of blew my mind, but I did do it and no other changes. And so I've had people look at them that are real guys. And I think I've got a really solid reel. I put a ton of bearings in them. It's uh, the casting, I think it's got 12 ball bearings and a roller in it. For a reel that's going to retail at $99, that's pretty stout. Um, I tell you, I do have a fear. I will say it right here. I have a fear. The reels, the casting reels are so smooth. And you're going to have to use some controls on them. You're going to have to use the cast controls on them. It's got both a magnetic that's completely out of the way. You're never going to hit it by accident. And it has the manual adjustment on it as well. And you're going to have to tighten them down. And I say that because I'm pretty seasoned fisherman and I have to tighten them down when I started with them because they just, they're so stinking smooth. You know, I'd get, I'd get, you know, that proverbial backlash. Um, and that's my biggest fear. And I'm going to do, I am going to do a video and show people how I set casting reels. I don't, regardless of brand is how I, how I set casting reels and it, it will help. But it is a fear of mine. It's, you know, once you adjust them, I mean, you can throw these things out of sight. As you get used to them, you can back them off. And uh, but it is a fear, and I'm, you know, I'll openly say it is. They're just so smooth that it uh, it's a worry. So, are they aluminum or graphite frames? Aluminum. Oh no, 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 no! I said that right. Graphite frames on those. I'm working on another one too. It's just I just don't like the. The, the rotor on them, gosh, I'm telling you, I'm going to get myself in trouble because I haven't played with them things in so long. Um, I'm afraid to answer that because I'm afraid I'll answer it wrong because I upgraded the rotor on them because I, I just didn't like it. it. It just it felt cheap. It felt cheap, and I didn't like it, so I changed it. And I can't remember exactly what all I did to it, truthfully. I mean, that's just – I should know. Embarrassed a little bit that I don't remember, but – Gosh, I made these things a stinking year and a half ago, and I'm just now getting them. A lot's happened. So I'm guessing you probably don't remember the weights. So we'll have to get those probably when they come I out. don't. I don't. I tell you they're light. Um, they're light. I'm not going to say they're the lightest reel out there. I've never bought into that lightest reel. When you you start chimping on the gears and stuff in there, I mean, they just don't last. I had a – I won't name the brand, but, I mean, I had a hard time keeping – some of the higher ends, really light reels together for me as just a fisherman that abused reels. You know, I never take them apart and clean them or anything like that. I fished with them, period. That's all I did. And I had a hard time keeping some of the lighter stuff, you know, in good working order for me. I mm -hmm. seemed like those were always headed to the shop where my other reels would weigh somewhere in the seven ounce range, seven and a half ounce range. Those were workhorses that I would throw for 10 years and not have an issue with them. 
Yeah, I've got some some workhorses. Still rocking the Cronarch uh, <clears throat> D, the old Pearl Shimano. So, I mean, that is not the lightest reel in the world, but it's one of the nicest reels I own. <laughs> Lighter's not always the best. It's really yeah. not. It, um, in rods, it's the same thing. I mean, balance is a key with rods. I mean, I, I swear, balance beats light. I mean, a balanced rod is just a deal. I mean, I only use the best materials, so my rods are light. But truthfully, I mean, I put like fancy butt caps on the end of them that are made out of aluminum and stuff. I just, I add weight and cosmetics adds weight. Um, you know, I will say Loomis did a great job with the NRX, but if you look at that rod, it's got very, very little trim colors on it. It's got very little, they went straight 100% after the weight factor and they did a great job on it. But for me, if you're going to build like an XD, if you're going to build a $550 rod, it, it not only better feel good, be light, super sensitive and all that, but the thing on it, it needs to look good too. At least that's the way I thought about it. Jig Squad, <clears throat> give me a, uh, I saw a couple of your follow-up comments, suggestions for a tube jig rod in one of the kind of lower price point series rods. I would say in a casting, I would say a 733C. Or a yep. seven depends on casting. 40, spinning. A lot of times he said casting. He, he said casting a different comment. So for me, it's all like what I use is the seven forty three in the HP. So I would say, you know, if you're talking Caden, that would be what a seven one three or a seven forty three, and then uh, you know, or a seven thirty three. I would probably go with the Caden. I mean, <clears throat> seven seven one three or seven forty three Caden would be my pick for a tube rod. <clears throat> And you fish a lot more tubes than I do, I promise you, <clears throat> just for where you live. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and that length. So that's a 7.1 versus a 7.4. Depends on what what uh, length you like, Kuda. Uh, DX744 of a Texas rig? Yeah, that's what I mean. I flip like, like Texas rig tubes, baby brush hogs, smaller creatures. That's kind of what I mainly use my uh, DX744. And DX744, truthfully, because of the tip, it'll handle a finesse jig no problem. Yep. It, it really will. But it'll also handle a half-ounce jig no problem as well. Yeah. When you say finesse jig, to me, I'm thinking, you know, something light, quarter ounce or something like that. It'll handle it fine. It's a pretty good I'll football jig ride, too. Yeah. Um, man, we jumped ahead of some people. da, 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 da. da. Recommendation for a Chatterbait rod in the Fury or Maverick series? Pretty easy, really. I mean, it just depends on how much power you want in a rod. Because I've, I've gotten a lot of guys that are throwing throwing those like on 733 models. I would never do that. I would throw it on 735 without a doubt. You talk to some of my buddies like Mr. J.J. Patton, he's going to scream all day long 734. And it really is going to depend on the angler. It's also going to depend whether you're throwing braid or you're throwing floral. I mean, I throw braid on, on chatterbaits. And, but I would say in a Fury, for me personally, I'd say a 735. I'd probably recommend a 734 more often because I think it'll fit most guys' style better than, than a 35 will. Yeah. And, it, and it, I always come back with, it's a super versatile rod. You buy it for a chatterbait rod, but you've also got a rod that'll throw spinnerbaits, buzzbaits, spooks. Um, Jigs, tubes, yeah, text yeah. jigs. I mean, it's just... <laughs> It's a big a big perfect. trap and a pinch like <clears throat> yeah small swim baits yeah absolutely uh bassmaster matt do you see any hot tech or 
trends? Do you think anything that's going to be new for fishing rods soon? I tell you, the hottest new thing is this uh, this BFS deal. And I tell you, I will honestly tell you, I had to ask what it meant because the first time I heard it, I didn't know what it was. And it's bait finesse system. And it's ultralight casting gear is what it is. So I made them and I made, I call them ultimate, ultimate finesse casting. And to say that it's been an on fire technique would be an understatement. I have never got caught up since the day I started on them back orders like crazy. And it's, it's just, it's fun. It's ultra, it's ultra casting. I mean, guys are using like five pound test and less. I'll, I'll just use a spinning rod, but I see why people like it. <laughs> yeah, the spinning reel. So we talked, we kind of glazed over that. They came in. So how soon before they show up at dealers and how soon before they can buy them at the Dobbins website? Uh, you can buy them on the Dobbins website as of a couple hours ago. Um, and we started shipping to dealers today. And it's... Uh, you know, I, I tell you, we, we we took a little criticism as far as, you know, I'm the guy that's got all the models. You know, I, I can't even tell you how many models are rods. I did the same thing with reels. Guys like to match stuff. So you can get a blue one, you can get a red one, you can get a green one, and I've still got the orange in the works. But anything that if you're using a Fury rod, you want a green reel, we're going to have it. You know, if you want a champ and you want a blue one, we're going to have it. And in spinning... It's all the same gear ratio, which, well, it's going to blow me up here. It's five point something, which is just a kind of a standard gear ratio yep. for uh, 5.2 for to one. But, and we're making them in both sizes, a 2000 and a 2500. 2500 is the most popular bass size, but a lot of guys do like a 2000. So I made it in two sizes and, you know, various colors. The casting, you can add them to the cart right there. He wasn't lying. Yeah. The casting got kind of crazy because you got all the gear ratios, you know, sixes, sevens, eights. Um, that's so that's what I did. I did sixes, sevens and eights and and all the colors. So it added a ton of skews. My dealers are not happy about that. I got they just think it's way too many skews. Right. But again, you know, we've criticized that for the amount of rods that we've made for years and years. But for me, if if I grab a, a if I grab a three power and it's not heavy enough, and I want a four power, I have it. Some of the companies will make a three, and then they don't have a four or five to go to. And I, you know, I'd fall in love with this one, but then I'd want something heavier, and I couldn't get it. So we have a lot of models, but I promise you, if they don't sell, I get rid of them. And I have discontinued some rods over the years. But I just, I just believe in giving fishermen options. I mean, guy's got a green rod. He probably doesn't want to put a blue reel on it. All right. Uh, we answered that one. Dun, dun, dun. 610 finesse jig casting rod. I mean, couldn't you use the dock skipping rod for that? Is that a 610? Would you, that would throw it. Or is it too heavy for a finesse jig? Truthfully, I think it's a little much. I mean, truthfully, guys, that's that rod, we call it a, I call it a 610-4. And it's a it's it's on the heavier side of a four by far, probably like four and three quarters. And and I will tell you it for dock skipping, it's ideal and you need that power. And I knew I knew if I labeled it a five power. I would sell X amount. I knew if I labeled it a four power, I would sell 10 X amount. And it's just guys really look at that. They don't really look at the technique and stuff as much as like, you know, they know a four power is super popular, more than a five. 
And it it's probably a four and three quarter power rod, honestly. Sure. It's, it really is. Uh, Brad wants to know, is there any difference between a Caden 765 and a Sobe 765 besides the color? Um, I've got to think about that, which one I made out, out off of. It's uh, very, very, very similar. Very similar. Yeah, so whichever uh, one we do, a, we do a signature series thing like that. It's, you know, I told you, you know, we're, you know, we, we're weak in marketing. We always have been, you know, I, it's, it's, we just have been, we do some signature series series with guys and, and hopefully, uh, you know, they have, they have a really good following and, and we'll get guys into the brand and our repeat sales with customers are really good. It's just getting them first, them first rods in their hand is always the most difficult. And Sam is just a really, really nice guy. Um, it's a guy that I would, if I say I'd like to spend a day in a boat with somebody, I mean, to me, that's like the ultimate compliment. I think that he's a really good guy because truthfully, there's some guys I wouldn't want to spend a day in a boat with. Yeah, I've got to fish with Sobe a couple times. He's a good dude. He's he's the same guy in the boat hanging out as he is on camera. Yeah, he's, he's just a really, really nice guy. Uh, Bob Bob, uh, both of them are good frog rods in my opinion. Um so it kind of depends as how heavy of cover you're fishing. Um, I think the 735 is a little more versatile for other things. Uh, and the 735, if you like the skip frogs, has a touch more tip. So if you like to really be accurate and precise and do more tactical frogging, as I like to call it, I like the 735. But if you're going to do heavy mat stuff, then 736. 100% agree across the board with that. Mr. Gambit says, how many boats did you win on a on a Stacy 90 and a jig back in the day? I don't know. So how many boats do you remember how many boats you won, period? I know how many boats I won for sure. I mean, I won it's I hate round numbers, but I won 40 boats. 38 Rangers, one champion, and one nitro. I won a lot on the Stacy, there's no doubt. Um, I will say I think it was a lot easier to win tournaments back in those days than it is now. I think the fishermen are a lot better today. Um, electronics are a big deal today where you know back in the day we were we didn't have gps's we were lining up with a tree on this bank and a rock on that bank and trying to figure out where our rock piles are and it was just a lot different and and i honestly i was a bank beater i knew i really wasn't that big of an offshore fisherman fishing just changed and our fishermen are a lot better today it's a lot harder to win today you know than it was 20 25 30 years ago yeah absolutely um but it's just kind of, I mean, you've kind of, you're not so much in tournament game anymore. You're, you're, uh, but you've got the experience to put behind these rod designs. I guess that's just the, uh, the point of that. Um, no, money's no object. Double wide beaver, three eighths ounce. I would think that would be an ecstasy 755. Flipping grass. As soon as you just say flipping, that immediately pulls me, you know, out of the ecstasy line. And, okay. and, uh, and most guys are probably going to say DX 795. It would probably sure. be. I have a love affair with the with the champion 766 flip personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, my son Richard, he's hung up on that 795. He loves that DX 795. I've always thrown the champion 766 because it uh the cover can't be too thick. I mean, I can pitch it. It's balanced extremely well. And I just I just love that rod. I mean, it's been my flip of stick since the day I made it. Yeah, my dad loved the 766 when i bought it when when falcon was on fire and he was flipping bushes he loved that 766 down there it's a great rod it really is it's a it's it's a powerhouse yeah uh 
Rod for finesse pitch and jigs, 516 South 15 pound fluoro for me would be the Dobbins Extreme 743. It's probably what I'd throw a 516 South jig on. Um, and you could go down to the XP 733. You could, you know, whatever in the lineup, but that three power casting is where I would go. Uh, swing jig wobblehead champion series. That's a that's a little tough. It just depends on what guys are fishing. But I tell you, right now we're selling a lot of forty um, fours. Um, the champion DC seven forty four. We make it in split and full. I mean, gosh dang, I've been out of that rod for a long time. I got them in yesterday. Um, oh, nice. And that's that's a really popular rod. Another rod for that. I like Link would be like a seven sixty four champion is another good rod. But a lot of time when all these guys are dragging those wobble heads. It's somewhat somewhat like Carolina rig fishing, except for it's not because it's completely yeah. different technique. And that's and the wobble heads on the bottom, but you're still kind of doing the same thing as you are with the Carolina rig. A seven sixty four could be a really good one for that, I think. It would. Uh, seven thirty four would be a nice rod to do that and do a lot of other things as well. Um Speaking of the 744, I bought that rod early last year because I finally had a uh, uh, one of my Zetas finally died, and so uh, I, I instantly fell in with that the jig rod special. And uh, I mean, for the money, I feel like it punches almost as well as the 745 Extreme. Like, I hard for me as much as I love, I own two of the 745s. It's hard for me to justify the extra hundred bucks after fishing that rod for a year. The 744, is, it's extra fast. You know, yeah. when I say jig rod special, but jigs, it, I mean, when you set the hook, you want that rod loading quick and you want, you know, it's got to have the power to penetrate that that weed guard up and hook that fish in the roof of the mouth. Um, that rod's got a lot of power. We sell a lot of them. It's a, it's a great jig rod. It just really is, but it's extra fast. And so the guys that don't like a really, really fast rod, they probably wouldn't like it. But the guys that do absolutely love it. Just notice that we're over 200 on YouTube and 230 total. So thanks to everybody that showed up tonight. Obviously, people are enjoying it, Gary. Uh, if you're so, Lawrence says, what type of rod should I go high end first? I always say that if you're going to invest in the more expensive rods, I, I typically go for my bottom contact rods, right? Like my jig rods, my drop shot, my finesse rod, like anything where you feel feel is important. Uh, and then I tend to go more budget-friendly rods for topwaters, for frogs, for moving baits, things like that. So that, that's my general advice for people. Um, you know, everything we build, it, honestly, it's a, it's a good rod. It, I mean, I tell guys all the time, I mean, obviously I can walk out there and I can grab whatever rod I want and walk out mm -hmm. the door with it. But I personally fish 90% champions, and I fished ecstasies. And there's no – well, I've been fishing a DX741 spinning a little bit lately, but um, – and a DX764, I like to swim grubs with that rod, you know, on a spinning rod. I like to spin, mm -hmm. swim grubs and stuff with it. But most of them, mostly, I fish mostly Champion Series. It's such, it's such an absolute awesome build. It's one of the, it's the only on the only series I've never messed with because it started so good. I've given it some facelifts, but I've never changed that blank from day one. And it's just, my son Richard, the same thing. He fishes 90% Champions and he's got a couple ecstasies he likes, you know mainly spinning and and jigs you know your bottom contact but you don't need a high-end rod for top water 
you know, reaction baits. Like I said earlier, that 734 Colt is a, it's a really overlooked rod because people can't really believe a $79 rod fish that well that mm-hmm. for reaction baits and stuff i mean i've got some pros that are throwing super that's their super spook rod they absolutely think it is the best super spook rod they've ever had um it's uh but when it comes to that feel i mean the better the better materials the better balance and the, and and guides play such a huge factor in in a rod in the balance and even the sensitivity of a rod it's the guides are, are it's huge um I've actually even reguided a couple rods for guys walking in wanting to know differences. And I just showed them. I mean, I have, we have in the shop a wrapped 744 with Torzite guides on it and a 745, both DXs, of course, with Torzite guides where I show guys. I said, this is the difference. This is what guides do. It, uh, just where I could show them. And we've got a bender board in there where if guys want to compare actions and stuff. I mean, we throw rods on the bender board. We can show it to you right there and show you exactly sure. what that rod's going to do. Nice. Yeah, and I echo that. I mean, I've got rods from you know the Colts all the way up to the extremes. I haven't, I haven't tempted, I haven't got an XCC yet because I'm afraid that I'll get more when I do. But uh, so I said that last time, and so I've made it 18 more months without buying an ecstasy so far. <laughs> uh, rod recommendation: Looking for a graphite cranking stick, shallow rivers, smallmouth in Indiana, preferably not glass or too long. I mean, I think the 704CB would be ideal for small cranks and rivers. I'll tell you, a really good rod, that he, but he said too long. That's the thing that threw me there. Yeah. Otherwise, instantly I would have said, you know, champion 764CB. Sure. That rod is phenomenal. I mean, it's the best, like, wiggle wart rod or rock mm-hmm. crawler rod. Um, I will tell you, I won two tournaments on that rod, throw an eight-pound test with a scrounger head. Um it's just, it's just a great rod. I mean, I, you can't break them off on eight pound test on a swing. It's a mod fast. It loads really well deep into the blank. It's just, it's a rod that's one of those, you know, I've got about 10 rods that I fish and that is definitely one of them. But when he said not too long, it pulled me off. And I would say, I would drop back and say, uh, Caden 734 CB. Yeah. And then the seven three too long, seven foot too long, right? So then that drops you. If it's seven foot, then you're talking seven oh four, seven oh five champ or uh fury. Um or I guess there's a isn't there a Colt Seven oh five C B. Yep, there's yeah. a Colt seven oh five C B. There's a lot of options. You can always DM me on Instagram, we can talk it over white whale. Uh when are we gonna see the new boat? You guys will see the new boat when I see my new boat. It's not here yet. I know I posted some pictures of a boat in my garage, but that's my buddy's boat, and we're fishing a tournament this weekend. Um, so it's probably going to be May for sure still before we see the new boat. Uh, that's a market that's really behind right now. They're having the, the whole market's having a hard time catching up with demand on new boats. Yeah, so I see your follow-up. White whale square bills, I'd just go with a 705. Which, whatever 705 fits your budget would be a great rod. Um, I think... You offer two-piece rods in the Sierra Panfish, but that's about it, right? That's it. The only two-piece, I'm a one-piece rod. I mean, I just like them. But for trout fishing, it's, I mean, it's just storage, you know. You're, you're headed to streams or whatnot, and uh, two-piece rods come in handy, and that's the only thing we make two-piece. And we actually just got those back in yesterday. I got a ton of rods yesterday. Nice. So I, was, I was out of a bunch of my panfish rods. So if you've been waiting on a rod, start looking at the website tomorrow. <laughs> in the next couple of days <laughs> um i see the comment 40 boats yeah it's yeah. uh i'm old <laughs> I mean, it uh 
Fishing has changed a lot. We used to fish for a lot of boats. BASS, even in the opens, they used to give a boat away. They gave Ranger boats away to the top three spots. I mean, first, second, third on a boat. And uh, we used to fish for a lot of boats. Yeah. And actually, speaking of that that panfish rod, I bought one for my dad for crappie fishing, El Sierra rod, and he loves them. When the bite is tough down there, he says, like, his other buddies will just be like, and they're like, how do you, he's just like, like, it's almost like a, because a lot of them have that, wasn't it, like graphite or a, a certain kind of tip. What is it? It's a, don't they have a different tip on those panfish rods? Uh, oh, on the panfish rods? Yeah. It's a, uh, the pan, it's got a solid carbon tip on it. Yeah, solid carbon yeah. tip. So he get it's almost like a spring, like if people like think of like spring bobbers for ice fishing, it's got a super like, and he sees that little tip bounce on those crappies and like, and his, his buddies are like, what's going on? How do you keep catching all those fish? It makes them super, super sensitive, too. It, uh, it, it kind of blew me away. When I tested those, I, I actually tested them on Lake Shasta in California, fishing 45 to 55, 60 feet deep with them, with light, light stuff. It was amazing. They can't grab it and you not know it. Uh, uh, 7.30 is built as a super super. How about a rod flipping fights, lipless traps out of the thickest balls of Florida hydrilla? Amazing how many fish you catch when you snap it out of that grass. It's just absolutely amazing. Uh, Christian says, broke a third guide from the top off his first gen HP 743 or DX743. Does it matter if I don't put the same guide on originally? It's not going to affect the rod, but I'll be honest with you. If you'll call us, I'll send you that guide. There you go. Yep. You'll call the shop. I mean, we'll send it to you. Um, I, I send the guide. I, I pay for the postage. I mean, I uh, and you can have somebody locally wrap it. It's a lot better than, than trying to send the rod back for us to repair it. But I have all those guides in stock. Yeah. Otherwise, if you got a good shop around you, uh, I found like Thorn Brothers near us. They don't carry Dobbins, but they're a rod repair shop. If I bring a rod in. The, the guides they typically put on do a really good job of matching it, regardless of which generation rod I have. Um, will there ever be a 610 in the Sobe lineup? Uh, probably not. No plans right now, honestly. Um, just being honest. I mean, no plans right now to, to build it. Everything has taken so long to build right now. It's driving me nuts. I mean, the new stuff that I'm working on, one of the new things I'm working on is like a, I want, an, I want a five-power swim bait rod, eight-footer, which is a whole. We make seven nines and stuff, but eight-footer, maybe a little more than eight-footer. You know, we did really well with uh, with Mike Buka and, his, and the Buka rod at eight-three. The problem comes into shipping is, so man, when you break that eight-foot mark, the shipping price is just insane, and that's the only problem. But I know we could do well with a five-power and a longer swim bait rod for sure. Uh, Fish for Life says, I've known you since we were kids, uh, moving from California to Texas. I think we talked, this is Kenny Elliott says hi. Um, you know, Kenny, he's a, yeah, we're not that far apart in age. So, uh, we grew up fishing. They had a place out there called Abroga Slough and, uh, the Elliots and, and me and my brothers, we all grew up fishing out there like crazy. It was, uh, truthful. We had to walk probably four to five miles to get there and we did it all the time i sure didn't have that belly then that i have now though <laughs> yeah and i think uh we talked about this last time uh biggest thing is it's uh taxes and logistics and 
being centrally located for shipping and and the cost of operating the business was a big move from California to Texas, I believe, right? Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I tell you, the the big move part was one. Number one is I was sick of California's crap for number one, but we outgrew our building there. You know, we had a sixty eight hundred square foot building there, and we just we had storage units rented all over town. It was such a pain, you know, chasing down rods and. <laughs> And I needed to build a bigger building. And I'll be honest with you, I couldn't afford to do it in California. That was just a straight up deal. I couldn't afford to do it. And I'd spent a lot of time around Lake Fork fishing over the years. I love the area. I love the people. Everybody is so friendly. It's unbelievable. And I pulled the business out of there. I, I will tell you, it's tough. I will always consider California home. You know, my my family, my, my dad's still alive there. My brothers, my sister, you know, my grandkids, son and daughter. Um, I'm hoping that, uh, there's so many people leaving there. I'm hoping some of my relatives do one of these days. It's really hard. It's really hard leaving the grandkids. You know, it really is. But we visit often. Hmm. Somebody said YouTube is lagging a little bit. That's not good. Hopefully that uh, fixes itself. <laughs> uh, all right. Travis says, never change the 764 spinning rod for pig smallmouth. That's a personal request. It, uh, there's one thing I could change on that that he would like, I promise you. Because I've, I've changed that rod for myself for swimming jigs and it's a guide change only it's nothing to do with the blank best football jig rod you say best um that's going to automatically for a jig rod you're going to put it in an ecstasy line for sure um it would probably be a 754 which is our number one selling jig rod in the ecstasy line But otherwise, yeah, that uh, kind of depends if you're more of a four or five power, you know. But yeah, I would say seven three, seven four, seven five, four to five power. Um, John says, any chance we're going to get an eight oh seven swim bait fury rod? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, they uh, that honestly is worth considering. Truthfully, I uh, that's never thought about it. Honestly. Never, never been requested before, but I promise you it would do well. There you go. Um, are you expecting to add any rods to the Sierra lineup? Um, I don't have any plans to right now. Um, that could always change. I just don't know what a hole I would have in there. If I did, it would probably be something in the crankbait series. It would something be in the cranking. And uh, we got so many crankbait rods now, it's, I just, I mean, Sierra doesn't have any. There's no and, crankbait rods in a Sierra. Line. But the thing is, like a Sierra with its slightly more slower action, like a 703 or 733 Sierra, actually is a pretty good crankbait rod. When guys are, there's, there's this, all of, a, there's, all of a sudden there's a lot of guys that want a fast action rod for throwing a jerkbait. Um, I'm going to tell you, 80% or 85% of the guys, they want a mod fast action, just like what you and I would throw a Stacy 90 on. But there is, there is probably 15% of the guys out there that are into this extra fast action for throwing a jerkbait. Hmm. I, I don't agree with it. I guarantee you're going to lose more fish. 
But when we get that question and we get it almost daily from someone, I put them in a Sierra line. And, you know, I try to give them like a 682, you know, a lighter action casting rod because it just loads quick. Sure. Yeah, I tried to shut down a few extra windows and shut out some other programs. So hopefully that uh, killed the lag here. YouTube gave us a little bump here. Um, Dave said he bought several Sobe and a few other rods and he's excited about them. Uh, so he says, thanks to Hella and Sobe. Uh, 763, good for pitching finesse jigs. Should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was That rod was made for Diamond Valley. The guys were needing a they were needing a light Carolina rig rod down there. Carolina rig was dominant on that on that one fishery, and they were half. It's so clear and so much pressure in SoCal that they were throwing six pound test leaders, mm-hmm. and that's why that's what brought the seven sixty three along. But we have a bunch of guys using it for finesse jigs. Yeah, follow up. Somebody says Victory is two hundred dollar price range. I would say put the Caden up against that. Probably a pretty uh, pound for pound. I think that would. You'd be pretty pleased with it. Um, he says last time the seer was getting a makeover. I don't remember if you talked about that or not. Um, I, I mean, I don't remember saying a makeover. I tell you, it was going to go away. That was the that was the thing. The Sierra was going to go away with the cadence come on come online, but then the Sierras they just they just caught fire and uh, um. I just, I don't, I just, I can't, I can't do away with them. And they're, they're a different action. And a lot of the Sierras are split handle and a lot of the Caden, the Cadens are full handles. And there's guys that like, they're really adamant about either wanting a full handle or mm-hmm. a, uh, or a split handle. And we sell a lot of Cadens because the guys are looking for full handles. But I, I don't know why split handles are as popular as they are. I mean, for me, when I'm using a split handle, that thing, if I'm wearing a hoodie, it's stuck in my pocket all the time. I don't know if I'm the only one that happens to. But it it drives me nuts. Um, I'm just I like full handle rods a lot better. Yeah, me too. For the most part, it, it's not a bit. It's not a driver for me either way. Like if like <laughs> if I have a, a breaker rod or I need a rod and I'm going to order it, it's not going to deter me from not ordering it. If it's you know one way or the other, um, we try so to make if, a lot of our popular rods. We make them both ways. You know, for the guys that actually have the option especially in a champion and a DX lines. Yep. So if the Colts go away, is, is the panfish rod going to enter the Maverick or the series? If the Colt goes away. So he's saying he loves the, the Colt panfish rod. So if the Colts are going to be gone in two or three years, is the, is there going to be another panfish price point rod? That, that rod is already being made. It is made right now in, uh, in the, I'm thinking going here. In the Maverick series has got the 601 okay. panfish rod already made and in stock. Oh, it is? Okay. I tell you, a rod that's really good for panfish it's, it's, uh, is the Caden, the 700 SF. That is, that is a rod that, that's what I use. It's, it's super light. Um, it's not, it's, it's a fast action type light, though. It's not like an ultralight where it's going to mm-hmm. bend all the way back to the butt. It, but it'll, you can throw 16th ounce on it. Awesome. It's it's a fun rod to fish. It really is. It's it's. I mean, I, I I'm really hooked on fishing a bunch of ponds and stuff here around Texas. Just real easy, and that's I take that thing out, put a little crappie jig on it, and just have a ball catching. Which fish. which one is that again? Uh, the Caden 700 SF. It's a seven foot zero power spinning rod. 
I, I've used my, I used my Sierra seven hundred one for crappies in a pinch before. <laughs> so that's a it's a fun rod though. Uh, favorite big buzz bait rod. <clears throat> You say big buzzbait rod. I mean, I start thinking of like a big double wing. Um, if I'm fishing around grass and stuff, I, I mean, honestly, I throw it on the flipping stick, a 765 champion. If um, if I'm if I'm catching big fish on a big, I, I throw that big double buzz a lot, and it's it's phenomenal bait for catching big fish around grass. And I do. I throw it on a 765 flipping stick. There's other rods. I mean, probably a 764 champ would probably be more suitable for a lot of people but and that thing is i put i tell you i put a horny toad a full-size horny toad on the back of that on a big double buzz and it's gosh it just catches big fish lots of them and uh you know i'm working grass and stuff so it's a big it's a heavy bait with that double wing and ending the horny toad and all the weight in there and i just throw it on a flipping stick I see the comment about the 734. I, I'll say it again. For the money, I think the Sierra is the best rod we build. I mean, for the money, it really is. Uh, most popular rods in Minnesota. <clears throat> what do you think you guys sell the most of up here in Minnesota? Oh, boy, oh, boy. It, uh, I would have to probably think spinning, but I could be wrong. Um, Probably uh, 732 or 733 champion would be good guesses, but I'm not sure it's the right guess. I actually have, I can actually break that down. I, I can't, my daughter can. And, you know, we know where, what parts of the country that, uh, you know, we sell the most rods and stuff. It, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. Like coming from the West Coast, you know, everybody seems to think that that's the, the, the large percentage of our sales and in reality it's not it's 35 percent of the sales are like in, in the western united states and 65 percent of our sales is from the center of the united states east um we sell a lot of rods you know outside of california and nevada and arizona and washington oregon and stuff 35 65 is a split nice <clears throat> so south jersey says how important is a real seat into a rod design or is it more about the blank? It's way more about the blank than the real seat. Um, I will tell you that I I I, throw, I use a lot of Fuji, mostly Fuji real seats. And the reason I do it is because some of these real companies will mess up the foot of the reel. And the guys never think it's a rod issue. I mean, it's a real issue. It's automatically a rod issue every time. And it's not. It's a real issue. And when you use a Fuji real seat, I just tell them it's that's the industry standard you know it's you can't do it it that real seat is right and your real foot is wrong and then we'll figure out what reels they are pretty soon we'll just say well you're throwing x brand and oh yeah yeah well it's not a rod deal and a lot of times you can like file the top of the foot or something and make them fit in those but it's not it's not a seat issue but i don't think seats are the biggest deal i use fuji seats on everything except for Colts and the new Mavericks. And it is a very high grade China seat, to be honest with you. Tested. We have not had one single issue with that seat ever. Chris wants to know what kind of boat you run. We run a Vexus VX20. Um, great boat. Love it. I mean, those guys, uh, those guys have treated me like family for 
38 years or something. So, I mean, I just been with them forever. And I mean, just to follow up on that, that's the Forrest Wood gang and Randy Hopper gang and Keith Daffrey gang. The, the, the OG Ranger gang. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, those guys have treated me like family forever. And when they, when they started the Vexus line, I mean, it was a given. That's where I was going to go. I mean, I love those guys. Like I said, they're like family. Nice. Uh, and I actually fished out of one in a team tournament. That was pretty impressive. It was a nice boat. Um, rod recommendation for pitching fat Icas. I can't say that I've ever done that, so I'm going to defer to you. <laughs> that's a, that's an awesome bait. I'll be honest with you. That's an awesome bait. That sucker catches a lot of fish. And, uh, you know, I started the Wild West Bass Trail in the West with uh, Matt and Angie Morgan as partners. And one of our tournaments that we won on Mojave, that's what the guy wanted on, was pitching a fat Ica. And the cool thing about an Ica is if, if you rig it backwards of what you would think, when you pitch it in, it goes away from you automatically. Like a flying lure. You can yeah. pitch it at the edge of the grass and it'll swim back underneath the grass. Or you pitch it to the front of a dock and it swims back underneath the dock. You rig it backwards, basically the hook, the tentacles are facing you and the body debate's facing away. If you put like a three-aught Yamagatsu uh, Superline in it, it uh, it's awesome. It covers that whole bait. They can't grab it without getting hooked up. But great baits. The pitch, though, to get to the right question, I get hung up on that bait. It's an awesome bait. Um, anything, any three or four power rod will pitch that bait really, really well. Um, I like having a little bit of power because a lot of times where I'm fishing that bait, I'm going to need it because – like we toolies, we call them in the West. Out here, sometimes they call them bull rushes. But if you pitch that thing into those, and it it just rattles as it as it's swimming down through all them toolies and stuff. It's just cool, freaking awesome bait. Very overlooked bait. Fat Ica, Yamamoto. It's great bait. Chance of a six eighty four crankbait split grip. You know, I've always thought crankbait rods should be full handles. Um, the only one that we're not that I that off the top of my head I can think of is the is the Fury, um, and like I said, it is our single number one selling rod in the whole company, and it is split. But I just most of the time I think crankbait rods should have a full handle. Yeah, because you're kind of like right. You want that smooth because you're yeah. kind of usually putting it down your forearm. I don't know. I tell you, Texas guys is probably I think of all the states in the union, I think Texas is the worst guys in the world about wanting split grips. Hmm. Um, don't know why. I mean. I argue with them daily about it. I just think fools are better. But, you know, obviously we make splits. That's what the guys want. We'll make them. But I really like full handles. Nice. This goes back to the spinning. Any any 3,000 or 4,000 reels in the works? You know, I can do it, no doubt. I mean, I've already got them made. At, uh, it's just, just starting to get into the reel game. I just had to kind of pick and choose my battles and, and – uh, I will, I will say this. Okay, this is going to be in trouble. The, uh, the 2500, the size of reels have changed over the years. The 2500 is smaller than the old 2500s. And there's no standard. Like it's, there's, there's no much standard. like medium heavy, there's no standard there's for medium. No, so no it's, standard. it's all, but yeah. reels, spinning reels have shrunk. I mean, the old 2500 that we all grew, that the old guys grew up fishing are now, you know, um, 2000 size. So yeah. I took, a 3000 and I renamed it a 2500 and the 2000 is about, it's probably everybody else's, uh, 2500. Sure. And I just, I just, you know, I, I can't get away from that old school stuff. And I mean, a 2500 is a certain size. And 
the bigger the size of the reel, obviously that bigger spool stops with a lot of your line twist and especially with fluorocarbon, it just makes it cast better and everything. But so my 2500 is an old style 2500 where a lot of these you're going to see it's going to be bigger because it was a 3000 and I just made it to 2500. So check out the 2500 and then if you still still think you need a bigger one, send the note. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and most of the time a three thousand, and most of the company the three thousand is basically the same rod, same body, but just a bigger spool. Yeah, which is the key again with that fluorocarbon and line twist and stuff. Yeah, so my twenty twenty Arsenal video at that time, I think I was probably throwing a chatterbait on a Zeta seven fifty four, which is a ridiculous rod to be throwing that on. Um, so I've since moved it to a Sierra seven thirty four. So. Is a rod that you can currently get that I mainly fish my chatterbaits on now is a Sierra 734. Um, Dobbins rod sleeves. I don't know. There's a lot of good rod sleeves out there. I don't know. <laughs> I've got rod sleeves coming, guys. There we go. <laughs> it's re daily request. Absolute daily request. And I will tell you, the only reason I haven't done it prior is I've got buddies that do rod sleeves. And I just didn't want to step on them. But daily we get that question every single day we have rod sleeves coming both in the mesh as well as the uh, neoprene all right you think you're ever going to do six power rods like a frog rod in the caden or fury or any of those series um no plans right now. Haven't haven't really thought about it, even though I told you my favorite rod is a 736 champion. I mean, it's my all-time favorite, and I still think it's the best frog rod. Um, yeah. but I'm not right now, I, I'm not I don't have any plans. Making stuff right now is just really difficult. Right. It's more about <laughs> keeping what you have in stock and fulfilling than trying to expand right now, right? It's like hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's just and I think to... a lot of manufacturers are that way. Like um I tell you, I opened a new dealer up in uh, in Ohio the other day. Great dealer, phenomenal dealer, and uh, we shipped his order 100% the first time, and he could not believe it. Big dealer, and he just like, I I can't. You guys ship 100%? I go, yeah, we shipped 100%. We got them all, you know. And I can't always say that. I'm definitely not the case, but right. You know, we can't. We keep a lot of stock, and you know, I can't even tell you how many models we got because truthfully, I don't know. I mean, if I had to guess, I, it's definitely in the two hundreds. But and just trying to maintain stock is is difficult. Yeah, Bill, seven forty five versus seven ninety five. For me, seven forty five is more of a jig rod. Up to like, I guess I will occasionally go half three quarter ounce beavers and things like that, but. My 795, I'm typically going one ounce flipping. That, that for me, <laughs> that's that's kind of where I draw the line. Like I I like to flip one ounce when it's more thicker grass, more matted vegetation. 745 is usually more edges and I don't know. That's how I do it. Agreed. And it's a different action and there's just a lot more power. They're both called five power, but that 795 yeah. is flipping five power. I will punch with a 795. I won't punch with a 745. I guess that's the best way to say it. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> and, uh, and and I like a 795 will work as a matte frog rod. I mean, obviously you don't need that nice of a rod for a frog, but it will like get them out of the heavy stuff. Uh, for sure. Nick wants to know how do the Caden four powers compared to the Champ four powers? And obviously the 734 is a little different, but 
really close, really, really close. Um, Caden's a little bit faster than like the Sierra. Uh Um, Right. It's definitely faster than the champion. I mean, like I said, you know, a lot of times, I mean, the champion, I made it as my original super spook rod. So it's, it's a fast action rod. It rates out what fast and there is no standard, but it, uh, it is fast. Um, but it's on the slower side of fast. That's what makes it so versatile. It's just, you can use it for reaction baits and, you know, tons of stuff. Um, but the cadence of me is going to be faster. Yeah. Uh, well, how will the warranty rod work for the boom boom rods? Uh, re- anyone warranting a boom boom rod will be, will, will uh, get a champion DC, just regular champion. Yep. Skip a weightless Senko. For me, it's a Fury 703 spinning rod. That's another one of those techniques. I don't think you need to get fancy. You don't need a real light, super sensitive rod. You're watching your braid. Like uh, Fury is a great rod for that. It is. It's a, and that's the stink. That bait right there is like it's. <laughs> it made a, it won it won everybody a lot of money. It, yeah, uh, it, I know it's, it's one great. of uh, Clark Reams' favorite rods. Yeah, it's it's uh, that that Cinco is the craziest bait that's ever been made. I think. <laughs> If I had to pick one single bait to only fish one bait the rest of my life, it'd be a Cinco. You can fish it so many different ways. I mean, sure. you can weight it, you can whack it, you can Texas rig it, and every, every way it fishes a little bit different. And every way the fish eat it. So Christopher says he's got a 744 and a 735 XP. He says he has trouble hooking up on the 744, but not to a 735. Any advice? I'm drawing a big blank to be totally honest with Bad you. Bad luck? I don't know. That doesn't doesn't they're both uh, extra fast. They're both extra fast rods. Um I I don't know. This the I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I the thirty five balances a little bit better than the forty four does, truthfully, but actions are pretty darn similar. Um I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think I tell you, as fishermen are confidence, you know, you lose two or three fish in a row. And the first thing you start thinking when you hook one is like, please don't come off. Please don't come off, you know. And and uh, so I that could be part of it. It's it's hard to say those actions are not that much different in those rods of 44s. It loads different, but I, I just I really don't have an answer for that. I don't know why a guy would catch them on a 35 and not a 30, a 44. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I used the 744 a ton last year, and I can't think of a rot fish that I miss. <laughs> so, um, recommendation for a ounce and a quarter punching rod on the Delta. For me, it's a 766 because I mean, you can do. Um, you could get by with a with a 65, but. 66 and i mean there's so much there's so much vegetation you got that hyacinth and sometimes it grows that stuff might grow three foot off the water and it's just thick and you just you need all the rod you can do to get them out of there i tell you what i will give your your listeners a great tip right now on on punching time for some juice Uh, listen up kids (laughs) take a gammy six aught monster ewg put a six inch cinco in it you can do it with a five too it makes no difference there's nothing to grab that vegetation going through and you can get by with a lot lighter weight. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, I hate punching two or two and a quarter ounce weights. You can punch a Cinco with a one ounce weight and go through the same stuff most of the time. And it's all about reaction bite. Them fish, they don't care what's on the end of that bait. It's going to, it comes through that mat and they're going to bite it. 
And a Senko, there's nothing to catch on all the grass and hyacinth leaves and everything. It just follows it straight down through the hole. And it's one of the, it's very overlooked to the punch bait, and it's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Like, I haven't used it for punching, but I have done it where we know we flip a lot of grass edges in Minnesota and you can get by with like a quarter or three eighths ounce weight and cover as much water and go as fast as somebody flipping a three quarter or one ounce with a creature or a tube craw. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing to grab that. The guy's using these punch skirts and stuff and they've got so much, there's so much bulk there. They've got to use a ton of weight to be able to get it through there. That Senko just follows that weight right straight down through, you know, like I said earlier, you can't fish a sinkhole wrong. It's the craziest bait ever made. Best use for the 725? Uh, that would be that's a great crutch for my buddy Larry Nixon. That is his favorite rod. Um, he's pitching and fishing jigs mostly with it. And that, that's what I would say is the strength of it, definitely. But, uh, yeah, Larry has been a friend of mine forever, and uh, he absolutely has a love affair. That's his all-time favorite rod now. Nice. I'm tempted to get it as a dock rod and get rid of my – replace my my uh, DX705 with that 725. But I haven't. Uh, best topwater rod in the Champ Line, Walking Bakes, and Spooks. Most guys are going to say a 733. I say a 734. I like I just like that rod. It um JJ both has the same action. They yeah. uh it just depends on what you want. And you I tell you, I throw I throw all my super spooks on braided line. It yeah. uh it's it's I, I well, let me back up. I'll put a like a 10 inch liter of floral, yeah. and I usually use liter material because mm-hmm. you get a lot stronger knot out of it. And uh and that's just when you're working that spook real hard so it doesn't grab the front of them hooks. That braided line wraps around the front of the hooks, drive you nuts. Put a put a, an eight or ten inch floor in front of it. And I use big stuff too. Like, you know, I'll use at least 20 pound test. A lot of times yep. I use 25. Fish don't mean none. You got such a short section there, you don't have to worry about it dragging the bait down or nothing like that. And uh and it's I throw all of my spooks on and have for more than 25 years for sure. It's same, uh, same for me. I, I do use the threes. I, I like a seven thirty three, uh, but again, like for that type, I, I I mean for forever I was using a, a savvy right <laughs> or a fury. Like to me, there's not a really good reason to jump up to the champ line for throwing a top water. You can get by with a a savvy or a fury or something like that. Um, but I, I agree, straight braid with a, a ten eight ten twelve inch mono or fluorocarbon leader, whatever's handy, seventeen to twenty pound line. Um, I would say if you like to throw super spooks, big vixens, like the bigger baits, 734. If you like to throw Sammy, like the smaller Sammies or like the Ema skimmers and a little bit thinner, then probably 733. Yep. Uh, don't forget about you... the Colt 734 on those because, again, that's, I mean, yep. it's cheap and it's awesome. Uh, how do you decide on a handle length when you're designing a rod? It's a great question, truthfully. It um, it's going to depend on what you're using it for. The main use of that rod, a lot of times, um, you know, swim bait rods are they given. You need you need a longer handle. You can tuck that thing. And uh, most of my swim bait rods have a 13 inch handle. Most of them. We do run some 10 inch handles on the SBMTs, and you know, for the guys that are using it for walking baits. But it just really depends. Like, you know, jig rods, most of the time, somewhere around 10 and a quarter. Um, most of the time. 
like some of the some of the the shorter six eighty fours and stuff, they'd be like eight and a half or eight and a quarter. Uh, just really depends on what technique I think is going to use it the most, and I just vary it. But there's not a ton of difference. I mean, most of the handle lengths are going to be somewhere between nine and a half and eleven inches in most cases. Cool. <laughs> Rich G's calling for a hell of ass signature run. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good question. Uh, you ever fished with D Thomas? You know, I've never fished with D. I fished around D forever. Um, you know, he's the the king of flipping. I mean, it's, uh, you know, he's, you know, it's bad to say we're all getting old. D's, D's quite a bit older than I am. And, uh, but the guy's still fishing. You got to give it to him, man. He has the, he's got a, a, he had a rail built for his boat where he can get anywhere. He can actually walk to the front deck. You know, it's, uh, you got to give it to him. The guy's still out there catching fish. And I don't know how old he is. He's older than dirt though. Yeah. I'm sure you, I mean, you must have had some conversations and some stories at boat ramps and tournaments and things like that. Right. I mean, like definitely fished against him probably hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah. yeah we've, we've, I mean, I'll tell you truthfully. I mean, we took first and second, switching those two places back and forth more times than I'd like to think about. Where, and I love beating that sucker. I'm telling you, and he loves beating me too. And when he wins, you could hear D laugh for a quarter mile. And uh, God dang, I hated taking second place to him. And it <laughs> happened a lot. I mean, a lot. Ben says thanks for the 704 Sierra. You know, seven footers are just a standard rod length. You know, we, I'm hung up on longer rods. We push seven foot threes a lot, but we sell a ton of seven foot rods. And there's a lot of guys that like them. And uh, we sell lots and lots of seven footers. And every time we keep saying seven thirty three or seven thirty four, in reality, probably the number for us, our number one selling rods is seven foot threes. But sure. most companies, it's always going to be a seven footer. Uh, Geefan says, outside of the U.S., where, where where Dobbin's most popular? Where do you sell? You must be at some exports. Oh my gosh, we sell we sell a lot to uh, Australia. Hmm. We do well in Australia. We do Italy, France. You know, we do well. Um, we did extremely well in Canada until the dollar really got out of whack right. up there, and then that that really hurt us in Canada. We sell. Um, Actually, we, we sell them. We got distributors scattered around the country, all over the place. But as far as outside of the U.S., our biggest is probably Australia. We got some really good accounts down there. That's surprising. Hmm. I seen the grumpy old men come across there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poppers and spooks. We kind of talked about this. You know, some people like four power, some like three. I like a seven hundred three for poppers and the seven thirty three for spooks. One thing with poppers, guys tend to use a shorter rod a lot of times. Uh, Frog rods, I would say most popular, especially at the entry level, are 735. You can get that, like a Fury 735 is a great budget frog rod. Um, Absolutely. No, I mean, no question. Yeah. So, Nick, uh, yeah, Omnia does not carry the Sierra outside of, I think, the trout and panfish. And I believe when they started with Dobbins, Gary was out of Sierra at the time. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, that's my fault. Okay. And then that, that's, that uh, now, recently, I've talked to them, and they're so full, like they're they're a growing shop, and they just don't have any space to add another model. Like they're like 
so they're just kind of stuck right now. So, yeah, that um, that one's a hundred percent on me because I, you know, when those guys come on, I I said cadence because I just I know that I've got I know I'm going to be in trouble in Sierras, and I just I mean it's coming. I'm I'm still good, but I know it's coming. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna get in trouble on Sierras. They're just no but about it. I bet you if you sent them an email, <clears throat> they could probably order you one and. <laughs> And they, they could do like some kind of drop ship or something like that. So I, guys, we run a great drop ship program for all of our dealers. Um, if you, if they, if they're a Dobbins dealer, you go in, you buy that rod, they will, they will fire an email or a phone call into us. And that is our single number one priority. Any drop ships are our number one priority because that's a sold rod from the dealer. And we want to make that dealer and us look good. So that is all drop ships go to priority number. No matter what we're packing, who we're packing for, a drop ship order comes through, we fire it out. And it it goes, it, if if we can even get it 10 to 15 minutes before FedEx shows up at three o'clock, it'll go the same day. It, uh, it's that kind of priority. And all of our dealers can drop ship. So if you want a Sierra and they don't stock it, go in there and have them order it. We'll ship it right. We'll ship it to their door or your door. It's your choice. Dennis says, lives in Michigan, a lot of plastic worms. What's a good rod? Spinning or casting. I yeah. mean. Budget. It, yeah. I mean, like. It's, um, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to sound rude by not answering that right. It's just, it's, I, you just need more info to give a guy yeah. a really accurate, a really but somewhere in that three to four power casting, spinning, depend. Yes. Are you more open hook? Are you closed hook? Are you like, are we talking Senkos? Are we talking, you know, yeah. uh, so. That's right, guys. We, you know, Alexa, we do rod recommendations and, you know, we're going to ask several questions and we're honestly, we're pretty good at it. We do it all day long and we can really get a guy dialed in pretty good. Find out where he lives, how he's fishing, um, size, line, cover. And it, it's, 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 it's pretty easy. And so I'll say, like, we're creeping up on two hours. We're probably going to wrap things up here in the next five, 10 minutes. And there are definitely questions we didn't get to. And, uh, and that we won't get to tonight, but you know, you can call the shop, you can send, you can leave a comment in the video afterwards and I'll do my best to answer it. Or you can send me an Instagram or a Facebook message. And, you know, I, I'm happy to, to walk through that same triage that Gary does, or if you want it straight from the horse's mouth, you can call down and talk to Gary or Bryce. So there's a lot of options for people that didn't get their questions answered live tonight, but we did our best. And I feel like we answered a lot of them, um, but we're probably not going to get to them um, all tonight. Uh, here's a, oh no, it's a different one here. Can Gary share his favorite? No, that's not what I, there was, it keeps jumping the chat. It was something about somebody's, all right, kids question. Gary, what's a good panfish or crappie rod? My son wants to know. Um, panfish rod. I mean, honestly, a, a, grab a colt. Yeah, I mean, colt panfish rod is really nice, it, actually. It's, it's really good. And, uh, it's really tough. I mean, it's uh, it's it's perfect. It's what he needs. Yeah, and it's six foot. So as a kid, you like, yeah. and they're not going to be like super awkward whipping it. You know, too much rod. It. Uh, um, I need to throw spinner baits and chatter baits three to half any price. Uh, for me, I like that seven thirty four Sierra. If you like a little shorter rod, 704 Sierra is a good rod for spinnerbaits. Like, I'm a big fan of that Sierra lineup for spinnerbaits and chatterbaits and moving baits. 
Um, it's a great reaction, Roy. It's just just that little bit, that little bit of slower action, it just makes them really good. Well, that's an interesting question. Chad coming in. Uh, so a three-quarter ounce hair jig, like the preacher jig, the chicken. What what are guys using, or what do you see a lot of people throwing for those those chicken type jigs? For a three-quarter ounce hair jig? Yeah, those like stroking kind of like ledge you know, hair jig. 744 champion would be yeah. would be a, a tough one to beat. It uh it's I mean that's just a great rod. You could you could do the same thing with the 764 because it's got the extra, it's not as fast as the 44, but it's got the extra length. And that makes up for it. I, I would almost say I, I would lean 764. I feel like that probably would be a little more ideal. Um, just be able to pick up that extra line, and it's just got a little more forgiving in the in the end of it. But it's still in the back end will load up the same. Um, Funny thing about a 764, that was the first rod that we ever ran out of when we started starting the company was a 764. And it's not – I can't say it's a hugely popular rod, but the guys that like it, they don't have one. They usually have three or four of them. But – most of those guys are not a 734 fan. They are 764 fans. Yeah. The only time I used a 764, I was down fishing with Billy Coles on Smith Mountain Lake. And uh, I used it to throw mag drafts around docks. And I caught a couple nice fish on it. And uh, as I'm retooling this spring, I'm kind of got to get rid of some of the old savvies. And a, and a 764 is on my list to add for this spring. So ecstasy rod for Ned Riggin. That come into a spinning rod. Um, truthfully, I would say either a 723 or 753. I mean, usually your Ned rigging. If you, you know, if you use an expose, if you're rigging it with an exposed hook, you get by with a two power. Otherwise, you really need a three power. Yeah, I, I would say for me, Neds are a two power rod thing for me. But for me, I like the 702 champ for Ned rigging. So I would go whatever the similar ecstasy is. Uh, so he's Chet says he's got a 744 and a 795 in the extreme. The jig rod in between those would be, I would go, if you wanted to stay in the extreme, I'd go 745. If you wanted to go XP, I'd go 744. And then Caden, I'd probably go 745. Agreed, agreed. We sell a we sell a lot of DX seven forty fives. It's a really super popular. Forty four and forty five are both. I mean, they're they're both barn burner sellers for us in a DX line. Yeah, I think last time we talked, you were coming off the shoulder. How's the shoulder doing? It sucks to be totally honest with you. It, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I uh, the doctor uh, is convinced I'm the sh- I quote and I sh- bad language and all. I'm the shittiest patient that he's ever had. So. <laughs> Back to and, the uh, bullheaded thing before. <laughs> it uh, it's hard for me to stay down. You know, I just, I mean, I just, gosh, I get bored. I'm just, I'm not a homebody. I mean, so it's, it's probably a lot of I brought on myself. But it, my shoulders are, they're just shot. I mean, the job that I did, you know, for 19 years, I just handled too much weight. And you know, everyone who worked in that facility, and and honestly, I made underground cable. You know, huge underground cable. Any electricians, though. Here the size 1750 MCM. That was the largest I ran, but we ran a lot of 1000 MCM and 1250 MCM and stuff. It was just with heavy work, and we just wrecked our shoulders. Sure. Brad, I would definitely go 735 for jigs and T-rigs over the 736. Right. 736 is a meat stick. It's awesome, though. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it hammers them on a frog and certain things, but you're going to – 
day in and day out, you're going to like the 735 for jigs and Texas rigs. Dustin's finally off work. He's free from from uh, what he calls the prison, which is his job, but it's not really a prison. It's a juice factory. Um, 3% left. Uh, cool. Let me check here. Uh, well, I've really appreciated your time. Um, let's, let's give us a good one. This is a popular one here. What's your favorite square bill rod? Um, probably 764. Um, but I got a love affair with that rod. Most guys are not going to throw that long a rod for a square bill sure. rod. It, uh, they're going to throw a seven footer. I'd yeah. say 705 is hard to beat. Um, yeah. But I like I, I like a lot of four powers. And it's really going to depend on how big a square bill, because some guys will call like a BDS three and a BDS four. You know, technically they are square bills. They're big. They're just a bigger crankbait too. When I they, most time when somebody says square bill, I think small. You know, one point five, two point fives, and stuff. Thanks for tuning in, JJ. Yeah, Carol, glad you enjoyed it. Uh, so if you guys came in late, we covered a lot of ground. I'm seeing some questions come in that we definitely already covered. So you can definitely check out the replay on YouTube, Facebook. Um, also you can download it in the hella bass podcast. So, uh, you can listen to it while you're jogging, working, driving to the lake, uh, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Um, So I think we're gonna we're just at two hours is a good point. We're never gonna catch up to all the questions, but I don't want to keep Gary too late. Um, and uh, I appreciate your time, Gary. Any parting words or anything else we didn't cover that we should talk about? Well, but I really appreciate you having me, and and I really thank all the listeners for listening. It's uh, truthfully, this is kind of what I do most of the day. You know, talk fishing rods and, and right. talk to bass fishermen. Like I said, I'm very very fortunate. I got the best job in the world. I get to talk to fishermen all day long. It's uh, it's just great, but I really do appreciate your time and having me on and, and hoping we can do it again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll have to make it at least a, we won't, we can't skip a year. We'll have to do it at least once a year. And uh, if you guys didn't know, uh, Omnia carries Dobbins rods and I have a code down below on the screen there uh, that you guys can use to save yourself a few bucks on those rods and uh, support the dealers that support Dobbins and support the show. So um, that's another way to support the channel. Uh, so appreciate it. This has been awesome. I'm glad we had record numbers tonight super attendance and i only imagine the replays will be through the roof whether it's on the podcast or uh on youtube so thanks a ton guys appreciate everybody tuning in hope everybody yep. catches the big one this weekend yeah i'm finally excited to get out it's been a long winter up here so as always help here to help you guys catch more big bass and suck less When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.